Hello, everyone. This is Brandon, and welcome to the Brandstech Podcast Station. I'm excited to have you all here. This podcast interview will begin in just one moment, so please stay tuned. Hello, everyone. This is Brandon, and welcome to today's podcast interview on the Brandstech Podcast Station. I really hope everyone is doing well and is staying safe thus far today. And so today, I am happy to once again have another amazing guest on my podcast, and I'm actually going to let him introduce himself before we go ahead and get started. Hello and welcome. Hey, Brandon. Uh, my name is Zachary Valancourt. I'm currently a freshman at Virginia Tech, and I'm interested in majoring in engineer, in engineering. Well, awesome. Well, I'm so happy to, to have you on. And so before we go ahead and get started, I did want to ask, how are you doing today? I'm doing very all right. It's <clears throat> pretty busy from day to day. This is one of my slower days, so I'm glad I could take the time to come out and talk with you. Oh yeah, well, I'm just so glad that I said that you had this, you know, this time to speak. And so, and so I'm actually going to go into my first question of how is this semester going for you at Virginia Tech? Well, I'm currently in my second semester at Tech, and so far it's been going very well because as a freshman, it can be a little disorienting coming to college at first, and I still am a freshman, but from my first semester after our winter break, I took a lot of time to um, rest and recuperate and think about what I could have done differently. So this semester I've incorporated everything that I've learned, both good and bad, from my first semester into this semester. So all things considered, I would say that it's going better. I've learned better study habits, better academics, and I've got to meet a lot of people in my dorm that I was a little shy around and still fitting in with. And yeah, I just think it's going better now that I have experience in college. Well, that's really great to hear. And so I'm actually gonna take a step back now and sort of go back to the, yeah, to the beginning of your journey. So what really made you like wanna get into yeah, engineering and the whole STEM field all around? Like what was the real motivator for you? Well, it's, it's never as clear cut as just saying, one thing is, for me, there were a couple of factors that contributed. Well, one of the first was that my dad is actually, he majored from Virginia Tech with an ocean engineering master's, and he works at the shipyard and has been ever since I was born. So for me, he was a powerful influence in my life about how far you can get with engineering. So that was one major um, incentive. And the other incentive was that I live in Yorktown, Virginia, and Living here, I have access to Jefferson Lab, um, NASA Langley, uh, uh, the Virginia Air and Space Center, and so many resources that just pointed towards um, engineering. So with those two combined and my dad being an engineer, it just pushed me towards exploring camps and stuff. And then it all just kind of snowballed into my current interest in STEM and engineering. Well, that's all really great to hear and and I'll actually just say this one thing is that so many people like like who are not from this area like aren't you know fully aware of like how many like amazing STEM resources there are within yeah the Hampton Roads region of Virginia I mean like you said you have NASA and you have you know Jefferson Lab and you know so many other different amazing resources in fact this is also you know, the largest military area in the world. So, I mean, it's opportunities galore. Absolutely, yeah. And so, and so for you, at what point did you really, you know, know that this was the field for you or at least something that you were potentially interested in? Well, I've, as a side interest on top of engineering, I've always been interested in astronomy. I remember as a kid, my dad and I would go camping a lot, but since we, since we were still like little kids, we would go camping in our backyard as um, silly as it is. So we just set up our tent and just have a good evening. But what always got me interested was um, looking up at the stars and wondering how far away they were, why they were in the places they were, why the constellations were the way they were. And it just got me real interested in getting there. 
So in my mind, with that experience as a kid, combined with all the influences in the Hampton Roads area, I wanted to go into engineering because I saw it as a um, pathways to um, explore space and whatever else I was interested in. So I saw it as a means to an end, if you will. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so, and so for you with astronomy, so like, so over you know the past several years, like, have you been able to like, like further develop um, that interest for you? Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite. It's one of the things I'm most proud of out of my uh, educational experience so far. I went from yeah, just camping in my backyard looking at the stars to doing that more in middle school. So that that just stagnated, but. I knew it wasn't just a little kid fascination. I knew there was something more substantial to it. So in high school, particularly when I had stressful nights with homework, I would go out for like 10 to 20 minutes and just look up and just kind of realize just how small we are in comparison to all of the problems I was having, academically at least. And then over time in high school, I would go from like 10 to 20 minutes to um, 30 minutes to an hour. And then what really helped me um, blast off was junior year when my parents got me a telescope for Christmas, I would make evening sessions specifically just to observe stargaze. And then that was what I mentioned earlier that I was, my interest snowballed. And I think that telescope was what got me snowballing because having access to a better way to explore the sky just made me want to explore it even more. And senior year, I looked at colleges with astronomy majors and minors as well as engineering. And right now, as I'm talking to everybody, I'm currently an officer in the astronomy club. And it's just all of those combined that I think um, helped me got into my interests. Wow, that is actually really cool. And and I really like what you said about, you know, you really, you know, going outside and especially like seeing that, you know, that there's so much like more to explore and yeah, than just you know, you and some of the problems you may be having and that it honestly actually reminds me of of one of the things I did towards I guess the beginning of high school I actually bought myself a rectangular prism and because I am like obsessed with the electromagnetic spectrum so for me like really? seeing that like like not only do we have light that we can visually see but we also have you know, so many other different wavelengths from, you know, like radio waves and x-rays and all of that other stuff. So sorry, that, that that's like my own, like, I guess, like haven to go under because I, it just so excited me. And that was probably my favorite, favorite part of physics, but I digress. But, but I, I really like how, you know, like, that you said that like astronomy almost played, played like such a, like a uh, magnified uh, role within, within your life. That's that's awesome. I didn't realize you were into the electromagnetic spectrum. We um, actually learned about that last semester in my astronomy class. So I can also appreciate um, your interest and yeah. Well, yeah. So after you got your telescope and in junior year, I know junior year is the time that a lot of us are supposed to you know start you know exploring colleges or whatever you'd like to do in the future. And so, what really you know was your next step after that? or I guess while doing so concurrent? Well, after my telescope solidified my interest in astronomy, I just kind of um, fine-tuned my interests because at that point, even before the telescope, I was set on engineering. But now that astronomy was increasingly becoming a factor in not just um, my development as a person, but my professional and career development, thinking how can I incorporate this as a job and a career I like, I specifically, chose between a handful of schools that were also interested in astronomy and engineering, namely being um, tech and UVA. So for me in um, my junior year, I, it just streamlined my process and helped me fine tune my interests to what I wanted to do and what I hope to do in the future. Well, that is like really great to hear. And so at what point did you finally know your decision between Virginia Tech and the University of Virginia? Or did you already subconsciously know that you were just sort of going through the motions of deciding? Um, well, I, I'm a little biased since um, a lot of my family members went to Tech. So for me, between that and a network of my friends who are also upperclassmen right now at Tech, 
and my band director who <laughs> he graduated from tech it was um subconsciously as you mentioned it was increasingly becoming obvious I wanted to go to tech but between the two schools I I had a bit of an interesting story in applying I my game plan, what I followed through on was I applied to Virginia Tech early decision and UVA early action. My rationale is that tech is largely considered to be the more prestigious school in terms of engineering. But University of Virginia has an observatory, and I believe they have an astronomy minor as well, a major as well. So I still was a little indecisive on which, whether I wanted to follow through with engineering or do an astronomy major. So by choosing early decision in tech, I committed myself to joining to tech if I wanted to, since in my mind, with all the resources I had, I could network that to the best of my ability. So I figured that was why I would want to go to tech. But at the same time, it occurred to me that if I got into UVA, I would really like to go there. So I took a bit of a risk in applying early decision because early decision implies that if you get accepted, you you have to go to that college. That's the trade-off of getting accepted so early. So I took the risk of applying the tech early decision instead of UVA, because what I thought, and I know is that UVA has stricter um, admission rates than tech does. So I was thinking it'd be great to go to UVA, but I don't know if they'll, um, they'll take me. So that's how I planned my um, college application process. And I ended up going to tech early decision. So I think that's how, um, astronomy emphasized and made me think more about my um, college application process. Wow, well, that's a really interesting story. And, and yeah, I'm just thinking timeline wise. So, so about what year was this? I'm just thinking because, you know, we are right now towards the, the end mark of this, hopefully, of this um, COVID-19 pandemic. So did that have any effect into it? Because I was just thinking timeline wise, it's like, I know it would be around the same time frame-ish. Well, the timeline for my application process was the um, fall of 2020, because 2021 was the end of my senior year and the beginning of my college year. So it was around um, October, October, November-ish, where I finished up my decision process. So as for the colleges themselves, I, I also applied to ODU as a safe backup school because they live really close by in the Hampton Roads area. So what happened was I actually got accepted to ODU first for early action, despite applying to the other two. And then I got accepted to Virginia Tech December 11th. I, I remember it really well because it was 13 days from my birthday. So it was like a, a present. But timeline-wise, it was ODU, then Tech. And then I actually ended up getting waitlisted from UVA, which was a little awkward, but it worked out well for my plan. So timeline-wise, um, it was pretty nice in terms of COVID letting down. And another thing I'll add that I'm lucky about is that since COVID was dying down, I've currently been having a regular year. Um, I'm actually not wearing a mask at the moment, both because I'm isolated and because um, we've lifted mask restrictions at the time of this recording. So it's nice having a, a normal school year in the wake of my poor um, sophomore friends in engineering having a virtual <laughs> freshman year of um, college. Timeline wise, I, I think I actually got really lucky between the application process and um, the impacts of COVID. Well, you definitely are lucky in, in that regard. And it, it was such a interesting time. And it's, yeah, and this is all time for the history books. But, and actually, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how, how in the future, how we look back at present day and see like everything that was going on. But but nevertheless, so, you know, going into, I guess, your transitional time, you know, about to begin, well, well, actually, I think right now in the story, you are at junior year. So, so for senior year, like, how was that experience going into your final year of high school and, you know, preparing for that first year of college just around the corner? Well, senior year, yeah, it was obviously COVID, but Overall, nothing major changed in my um, approach because on the one hand, it was annoying that I didn't get to see my friends and as much in the final years of high school. But on the other hand, and a positive that some people may take for granted is that even though our situation changed, um, I, I liked it in some aspects. It was kind of nice, obviously, relaxing from my own home, just doing schoolwork. But um, in terms of classes, it helped me approach my thought process to these classes in a new way that 
hadn't previously considered. So the, the impact of COVID itself did not change my mentality in terms of what I wanted to do, but it helped me approach how I wanted to do it, how I wanted to change and adapt in accordance with COVID. But it also helped me remember why I was doing this because I know I mentioned earlier that when I was having trouble, I would go just get a breath of fresh air and stargaze. But the world collected when I think needed a breath of fresh air and a bunch of hobbies flourished. People had to change how they live their daily lives. So I would say that it, although it was annoying to not see my friends as much senior year, it also, I think as a person, made me a better person as a whole just by adapting to the circumstances and helping me realize like what I actually wanted to do in a global hardship sense. Well, I definitely relate to that because I know for a lot of us, and it's very easy to do so, you know, we focus on the negatives and everything that changes because, yeah, obviously we're not necessarily back in March 2020. We weren't necessarily expecting like a massive change that would change like everything, anything and everything. But, but you know, but it happened. And yeah, it's just really, like you said, just adapting to it. And, and of course we had to make, you know, pretty considerable changes. But at the same time though, yeah, like for me, I also, I think it helped me a lot of, you know, with being able to be home and have sort of not necessarily more time but more so more concentrated time to yeah I mean to do other different priorities work on new projects and I mean and yeah work on other initiatives that I wouldn't have been able to do so otherwise had we not been within the COVID-19 pandemic and within those circumstances. Yeah I absolutely agree with you there. One thing I will say in uh, discussing the change of COVID-19 was that um, our school actually was kind of more prepared for it than most others because in the near the uh, beginning of 2020, our school actually had a different problem it was going through. So in that um, August, that summer of 2019, we um, had some construction going on at our school at the time. And I go to, I went to Grafton High School, which is a school complex. So we have the middle school on one side and the high school on the other, but there's still one cohesive building. So we had construction going on, which meant that our band camp, I, I was in the marching band as well. Our band camp had to be moved to um, a local church. So that was one minor change, but, but the theme of this conversation has been like how COVID has been changing things and how we adapt to it. So that was one minor change. So fast forward as the school year starts, we're going to our high school, and then we just get back from a bunch of band events that we're all happy about since band is a really involved community. But what ends up happening is our, our school actually, the middle school side has an electrical fire on their side of the complex. But since we are a cohesive building, that means all of the smoke and whatnot drifted over to the high school side as well. So at first, being students who didn't want to go to school, we're like, oh man, this is awesome. We're going to get a lot of time off of school. And this was a Monday afternoon too. So we were like, oh, there goes the rest of the week. So we did get that week off. But as the announcements and information were coming in, we realized that we um that school was gonna have to be closed for a while because they had to um obviously repair the electrical mishap that caused the fire in the first place and make sure that all of the smoke and whatever on our side didn't contaminate everything, which would lead to um incidents and liabilities and all of that. Um not necessary stuff. So they had to close the school down. And we were kind of stuck out of luck. We were like, we, we don't have a school now. This is not how we imagined. So <clears throat> what that ended up meaning was that we had to alternate with a different local high school, York High School, which lived like a um, five, 10 minute drive from us. So what ended up happening was we went from a four class a day schedule, an eight a day schedule for five days a week to us having all seven of our classes on Tuesdays Thursdays and Saturdays, which is every kid's nightmare having school on Saturday. So we were a little shaken up about that, to say the least, just suddenly changing our environment completely. And at this point in time, it was around uh, February of 2020. So we're going through that. We're thinking, man, this is an awkward teaching change for our teachers. And then how are us students going to have to take AP exams, SATs, all of that logistical stuff, because we didn't have a building anymore. And solution to that was funny enough COVID because 
once COVID hit, everything just shut down. I remember this very vividly because I took my SAT for that junior year on Pi Day, uh, March 14th. And then that, that was on a weekend. So after that, that was when they canceled uh, schools because of COVID. So it's um, a very interesting change for me, changing from uh, fire to COVID. Wow. Well, that was an interesting 2020 for you. I mean, you know, just going from you know, being at you know, one school you know, to electrical fire, causing you to go to a physical different school. And then not only that, but having to potentially do like summer, I mean, Saturday classes you know, and different schedules all over the place just for a pandemic to occur you know, just like a month later and take you all to virtual school. So I, I'm, I'm sure that's definitely, you must have had a really interesting yearbook that year. I'm trying to remember if we had a yearbook, to be honest. It's, it's been a hot second, but yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm sure. And yeah, I know for that year for me, uh, before we switch topics, that year for me, we got our yearbooks in August which was after for us as high school seniors, everyone had already went to their to their colleges at that point. And so the students weren't even in the area anymore to even pick up their yearbooks. And so the parents had to go pick up, pick up the yearbooks for them. And because it was like after move-in time and that, that whole thing was a mess, but. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and so, yeah, that was crazy. But anyway, but going back to what, you were saying though so so at what point did well what point were you like ready and set you know to really you know, move on to Virginia Tech and how was that final like last stretch of high school for you well I was largely set um as soon as we started shifting back from virtual year into hybrid because at that point it was around spring of senior year and I was thinking to myself on the one hand, like, oh my gosh, I'm almost finished with high school. That's that's crazy. And on the other hand, I'm thinking, thank goodness we're done with virtual school. That was awful. So part of my change was just accelerated by COVID being over. So I was like, thank goodness. But at the same time, it was consciously occurring to me that even though it was hard, like I overcame it. I managed to get through virtual, a virtual year. And and then it made me collectively think like, how many challenges have I overcame? Like, I know I'm thinking about COVID in senior year, but I overcame three years of um, band practice, um, AP classes, the whole enchilada. So I just thought to myself, man, when I put it in perspective, I really did overcome a lot. So even though I was physically ready because I got accepted and my high school career was ending, I think at that point, in the spring of my senior year, I realized, okay, I've, I've overcome all of this stuff. I think I like, I think I really am ready for college. Wow, that is really interesting. Like just overcoming obstacles, essentially. That that seems to be like the overall theme of your story thus far. And so, and so, I know that during, I believe your your, your senior year of high school, you also did an additional course, you know, that directly related to STEM. And so, are you able to tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah, I would love to. So one organization I was involved with during my upperclassmen years of high school was the Virginia Space Grant Consortium. And as you mentioned, the gist of the courses I took were that you would take one virtual online course, even before COVID happened. You would take one extra course online. You would go through modules. You'd write technical reports on uh, STEM-related concepts you were learning about. And then you would write a final report. So during my senior year, on top of COVID and everything, I took a course called Virginia Earth System Science Scholars. And basically we learned about the earth as a system, Earth's energy budget, and all sorts of aspects about our planet that I never knew about before. It was both fitting during COVID that we would focus on how Earth as a whole was doing, not just us humans living on it, but the Earth as a planet. And it was nice to explore um, my STEM interests, despite the limited opportunities, I was really happy that I still got to take the uh, consortium class. Well, I'm so glad that you were able to get that experience. And yeah, by now in my podcast, I mean, I've heard so many different people, yeah, myself included, who have been through, yeah, the various programs that they offer. And so what did this, you know, what did being in the program really mean to you as a student, especially as someone who with a, who has a big interest in 
yeah and astrology but then also like so many other different yeah stem yeah stem related interest well for me uh the consortium classes represented two major things on on one hand i was just in my mind especially when i first tried it out i was thinking i was just happy that i wanted to take it because at that point my parents would ask me are you, are you sure you're interested in this because as a high school junior yeah you're making that decision where do I, what do i want to do in college so for me i me realizing that i made the conscious decision to take these classes meant to myself that i guess i am really interested in stem so just taking it and wanting to take it both the idea of taking an extra class voluntarily and taking a, another virtual class during COVID, I thought to myself, I, I must be really interested to do that. So me confirming my interest in discovering myself was one thing that the consortium represented for me. But another thing it represented as is the theme of the discussion was just overcoming the challenges because the gist is we would get a series of modules that we'd have to complete for the course. And every, a week or two, we would have to write a technical report, which was the equivalent of writing a whole essay in that span of time on top of my rigorous academic load from high school. So on the one hand, there, there would be times where I would say, why am I doing this? Like, sometimes I would be borderline procrastinating a couple evenings before just writing a multiple page essay in a specific format, making sure I cited all my sources, all of that. So on top of me recognizing I was willingly choosing it, it meant to me, it also showed that I was willing to go distance and follow through with my commitments because, again, it was extracurricular. I could have just dropped it if I felt like it. But not only because I was interested, I, I wanted to follow through on what I decided to do. So I think it was both me recognizing what I wanted to do and then actually following through and doing it that made the consortium such a big impact on my career and me as a person. Well, I'm so glad you were able to, you know, to get that experience. And so I know that, you know, there is the Summer Academy portion of it as well. So how was that experience? Yeah, experience for you, especially like at that time, yeah, in the midst of you switching from yeah, high school to college and, you know, and you know, different areas, like how, how was it for you, like in the midst of all of that? In the midst of all of that, I think it was another factor in my opinion, that made me think I was going in the right direction. Compared to other scholars in the consortiums, I, I have a very unique experience in that both of my summer academies were virtual. I took another class called Virginia Aerospace Science and Technology Scholars in junior year. So even though COVID was just starting during that summer academy, I still had a unique experience either way because it was my first one. So on the one hand, I met a bunch of amazing people who I still keep in contact with to this day. But on the other hand, it was just incredible to see the variety of people who still committed to this course even during COVID. That was my first experience. My second experience where I realized, I thought to myself, I, I wonder if it's going to be the same since I've only had one experience. And then I imagine people are also kind of um, burnt out from COVID at this point. Why would you go through a summer, another virtual summer, I might add, of COVID? But again, it was just really inspiring to see all of these new people who had never met before willingly volunteer their time in the middle of COVID and summer to take this academy. So for me, both in junior year transitioning to me deciding which college I wanna to go to, and then senior year deciding, I, I, I chose to go to this college and I've made my choice at this point. Just seeing all of those individuals, all of the NASA officials as well, and, and even you, Brandon, you were actually my intern for my senior year program. I think all of those combined made me realize I definitely, for now, picked the right um, major to go into. I'm glad I did, and it's helped me um, get a head start in that um, field, just networking with all sorts of individuals and, again, just discovering what I want to do and how I can accomplish what I want to accomplish. I'm so glad that it all has been working out for you. And so how was your first semester at Virginia Tech? I mean, you know, for you going to a whole different area than, you know, than you're familiar with moving into the dorms, I presume, and, you know, being enclosed within this environment where you're like with all your peers, you know, how was, how was this whole process for you? Well, overall, I think it went well some major factors for me that got me where I am now would be 
uh, living learning community and it's called the Galileo community which is actually the shirt I'm wearing by coincidence but it is an engineering uh, living learning community that sets aside an entire dorm just of engineers so I'm living with just engineering majors right now so that was one experience that inspired by my work at the consortium and how the academies when I thought it might be a good idea to immerse myself with people who have the same interests as I do so that combined with everyone's hospitality and all the events and networking opportunities they had that in my mind um, helped smooth the transition into my first semester. As for the semester itself, um, a lot of the classes were review for me so far because a lot of my credits wouldn't transfer over for the core classes. So I was happy about that because in high school, I have not had the opportunity to not retake classes, but take the same class again since for me, I took AP Calculus AB in high school and then I took Calculus 1 in college. So on the one hand, it was kind of, it was still hard, but it was nice having a review of the concepts. That being said, the college is a transition in terms of expectations from your professors, not just teachers, professors who had to go through an education themselves to get where they are. It was very difficult at times juggling all of the professor's assignments. It was hard for me to learn how to study more efficiently and at all in some cases because Again, college is just harder than high school. That's what we have to face. So it was studying, learning what the expectations were, and then deciding what I needed to do for myself that made my first semester memorable. Wow. And so first of all, that sounds like that, you know, you were able to have a really, you know, productive, you know, first semester. And it's only fitting that, you know, the name of your community is Galileo. You know, the famous astronomer tell me that that really works out for you. Yeah, it's... It's, it's really a coincidence because even in my astronomy lab class I took, one of the projects we had was we designed a telescope that Galileo used, fittingly called the Galileo scope. So between that, learning learn community, my interest, that, that's not lost on me at all. I think it's really funny. Well, it really comes to show that you were meant to be here. This is, this is what you were meant to do. Yeah, again, I'm discovering myself as a person and... I haven't declared my major yet because that's for sophomores and above. But yeah, it's I me. Mean, it's all coming together so far. Wow. And so I guess now that you just mentioned that, do you feel confident in what specifically you're going to, that you would want to you know, declare your major as next year? Never, never more. I have set on aerospace since my experience um, stargazing as a kid, and I've been fixated on it ever since. And like I said earlier, it's just all snowballing for me. So right now when I'm almost finished with my second year courses, I'm, I'm glad to say I'm in a comfortable position that I will almost certainly be able to declare my major in a couple months. And between that and how my experience is, I, yeah, I'm extremely confident that I want to go to aerospace. Well, awesome. Well, first of all, early congratulations about that. That sounds really exciting. Thank you. Hey, of course, and definitely keep me posted on all of that. But, you know, but I guess just highlighting on everything yeah, everything else you just said over these yeah past few minutes. I mean, I mean, I like that you're that you were able to sort of take the challenges that come were coming towards you and yeah, and use it to your advantage, use it as like a learning opportunity. And that yeah, it's so easy for people, I guess, to become yeah, to come frustrated and be like, oh my gosh, I have to take all of these classes that I took the credits for all over again. And you know, and of course I obviously, you know, know how. Yeah, how that must feel being like, like a, oh my gosh, I just did that. But I like that you're able to take it and, you know, and really be like, okay, well, what, what else can I, you know, can I learn from this? What can I build upon? And even for hard classes, I'm, I'm sure you're doing well with like with your calculus and everything. Yeah, I, I may have to hold off on that depending on how this physics test goes. I actually have a physics test tomorrow, so right after this, I'm, I'm gonna go study really hard. But yeah, overall, I, I think. I'm going to do really well and I'm proud of myself. Well, I am really glad to hear. And of course, best of luck to you on your test tomorrow. I'm sure that you're going to excel in that. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Brandon. I, I, I really appreciate it. It's nice to know that between declaring majors and um, all these opportunities that I can physically see that it's paying off. Well, yeah, well, I'm really glad to hear it. And so, and so before we go ahead and you know, go to our break. Did you want to you know, say anything else in terms of you know, stuff that you're doing now or even you know, ambitions that you may have 
you know, have for the future, like this, um, for the rest of 2022, you know, in the years to come? Well, specifically, I think even though I may not know exactly what is ahead for me in the future, I think the best I can do is just um, take all the opportunities I have, um, learn to adapt to what I cannot anticipate, but prepare for everything that I am going to do. So for opportunities to explore, I think the best I can do coming into the summer is work hard at my part-time job. I work at a mini golf center, so it's a nice change of pace from classes. The best I can do is work there in the summer. Um, look at the professors I have for um, next semester's classes and um, look at internship opportunities and see what I can improve on. Is there any type of particular internship opportunities that you'd be open for or you know, or does it all depend on the time, place and who is it for, from? Um, on the one hand, I, I, I don't have an internship of, of part-time internship. So I, a beggars can't be choosers, you know. But on the other hand, that's, that's the interesting part of life as a whole, I'd say. I mentioned earlier that I um, can't always anticipate where I'll go. And I have a list of notable aerospace um, companies I'd like to work for, such as um, Boeing, Northrop Grumman. Um, I've seen a couple other ones, such as Gulfstream Aerospace and L3 Harris. I have my list ready, but at the same time, um, I have to be flexible by definition. So I'll just pursue those specific ones and then um, look into other opportunities. Well, I'm glad to hear that yeah, you're you know that you're already that you already have your list and that you're like ready to go for you know whatever may happen. I mean that that's really the best way to do it is like you said, remain flexible, be ready to to adapt and just yeah, you know, have fun with the experience. And so hopefully, you know, hopefully with the next time that we're able to speak, you're able to say that, you know, you have your internship lined up. And yeah, and that you're ready to go or you just finished it. Cause I would love to yeah, continue hearing about your journey as you go through it. So definitely keep me posted on all of that because it sounds really, really exciting. And I'm very, I'm very excited for you, honestly. I, I, I feel like I'm saying thank you a billion times. But yeah, thank you so much, Brandon, for this opportunity. And yeah, I'm also looking forward to that conversation. Oh, yeah, of course. And so I'll still be here speaking with Zach, so please stay tuned after this break. All right, I'm still here with Zach, and so as we're you know, beginning to to wrap up this episode, first of all, I did want to say that I'm absolutely loving everything that you know, that you've been saying from you know from your very early on interest, you know, t in astronomy and you know looking up at the stars you know, to, to effectively going to high school, having the high school, yeah, well, a part of the high school that's for middle school students essentially burn, you know, burn down a little and having to, to switch from there to going to a different school, Saturday school sometimes, to being all virtual and then being hybrid and graduating high school, going to college, and now yeah, you know, and now you're studying engineering. You're and you're ready next year to to um, make, specify to aerospace engineering, and and that you're in the Galileo room. I I've you know community. I've learned. I've honestly learned so much from just hearing everything that you're saying. I've been yeah taking notes and everything of that. I'm just so I don't I, I'm just so interested in everything you've been saying thus far. But now I actually want to turn it over to you. And so, is there anything else that you would like to say that I didn't have a chance to ask you a question about or anything that you'd like to know from me. The floor is all yours. All right. Well, one thing that I'm, I'm glad you brought up and that sometimes is overlooked is that it's, it's really hard to get a comprehensive look at everything in a short time period. So I really appreciate this moment. So I guess for more context to start with some other things that I've been involved in are a few um, extracurriculars. I've mentioned that um, I believe I mentioned I was in the astronomy club, which is obviously my interest, but I also, in the theme of getting involved with engineering, I took to some design teams instead of marching it. I'm currently on a rocketry team called uh, NASA SLI. Uh, NASA has a student launch competition every year, and basically we design a rocket for it. So that is another facet of engineering. And the second design team I'm on, it's called Inspirefly, which is a CubeSat design team. 
So I joined those on top of my own freshman year, both to get involved early and to um, see how my studies are applicable. I just wanted to mention those in passing for context. But one thing that I will ask that I don't know how much has been covered on these podcasts is about you yourself, Brandon. I know, I know that we um, um, last year, <clears throat> Brandon was actually my intern for the Best Summer Academy. So <clears throat> now that you were in college and you had a little more experience than I have, you mentioned you were taking notes. What kind of um, parallels, um, uh, differences in your experiences or advice do you have in mind as we're talking here? Because I know there's your side of the story as well and how you see your experience compared to mine. Could you just talk about um, what you've noticed in our time talking on this podcast? Hey, absolutely. First of all, I really, I really actually really love that question. And so, ooh. So for me, it, it's so interesting, especially since I've heard so many different, you know, stories over this past two years, I suppose. And so I would say for me, when I when I was finishing out high school, I was very ambitious in everything. And I completely agree with what you were saying with, you know, when you when you said that how you signed up for the space grant programs and you were and you had everyone was like, you know, you're taking another class. And so for me, that that was say, that was sort of the same reaction I was getting, especially since at that time I actually was starting college early as well. I started a semester early and so and so I'm not sure how much everyone actually knew who was um, who was there physically with me, how much they knew I was doing on the side because I was also involved with several leadership organizations all over the place and it, it was just such a interesting experience like I would like literally right before the um, pandemic hit in the in spring 2020 I was yeah, full-time in college. I was on the college campus, uh, community college. And whenever whenever I had free time, because occasionally you do have time between classes, I would work on personal stuff, like whether it be my YouTube or podcast or whatever, or some of the jobs I like, you know, get paid to do. And then I would come home, well, I would leave there most of the time and go do a leadership stuff because I was really involved with my high school still. And I would do all of that for like an hour or two sometimes and then come home, do homework and all of that, but then still like help out some of my friends sometimes, help them study for stuff or do whatever, then yeah, taking the extra space grant program on the side. And so it's just, so I 100% I, I relate to what you're saying about, you know, your busy packed schedule. And yeah, and I told you before about how I, for me, I very much am very interested in the science field. And so while I'm not necessarily a STEM major myself, I'm still, I, I still have an absolute love for it all. And I'm very much a research enthusiast. So like, I mean, just earlier today, I was doing research on broadcast television and you know, the whole history behind it. And I'm, I mean, it's just so, everything always fascinates me. And so, it's always great to hear when someone else has like some of these interests because not every not everyone necessarily shares these sort of interests and so it's just it's always nice being able to get to hear from other people's stories and so yeah it, it's just all been great though but i would say you know i I really relate with you in this one thing where you said that, you know, that you like to take all the potential downsides and like really like to try to find a, po um, a positive part of it. That's something I have always tried to strive to do. It's not always 100% successful, but still like being able to see like, okay, so this time is clearly not working out. You know, this, this is horrible. Yeah, this is yeah, this has a lot of improvement on, but still working to improve and not trying to get, you know, too down on anything and just always working to self-improve. That's, to me, that's, that's something I always do. So, yeah, so definitely kudos to you for, you know, for all the hard work and dedication that you put into everything, because like I said, that stuff is always truly appreciated. And I, I like how you're always working for self-improvement. So I guess those are just some of my thoughts and, and how some of it really relates to me and like I said I truly have been 
you know, little doing little note taking on on everything. I definitely will, and yeah, post production as well in editing because like I said I, this this is just truly I truly enjoy what I do. Yeah, that's that's awesome, and again, something that people may forget sometimes that this is a learning interactive experience for both of us because in choosing to have different guests of different. Um, interests and abilities on these podcasts, you're you are really learning a lot. So it's very nice just this exchange of information and getting to um, get to have a greater understanding of each other and the world as a whole. I guess. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm just I said I'm just always so honored to be able to speak with each and every person. And I know it's so easy to say, you know, thank you everyone, but I truly in saying that it's just like. Like I truly try my best to go back to thank ev- each and every person who, yeah, has come on here. Even for people who would really love to, but maybe, yeah, they're not too fond of yeah any of these experiences, or maybe they just don't have the time. I still try to go back and thank, thank everyone because truly this is a like even though I may be the one yeah interviewing, editing, and all that, I feel like this is always a community effort. And so yeah, I, I just honestly love yeah being able to. Yeah, have this experience and being able to, I said, truly speak with so many remarkable people. So, yeah, I said, the pleasure is all mine. Awesome. Yeah. Again, it's just really nice to be here. Wait, well, is there anything else that you would like to mention before I go ahead and go into our concluding part of this podcast interview? Um, no, I think I'm ready to, for the concluding part. It's been a nice experience here. Right, well, I'm, I said, I've just honestly been you know, really grateful to have you on and so but as we're closing out yeah this podcast interview i did want to yeah once again of course thank you but also you know, give you an opportunity to give some closing remarks um, to the audience who are listening here to this interview all right it would be my pleasure so as you guys have probably heard from the podcast there is um we've talked about a lot of interesting experiences and where our education can take us but yeah, there may be some people out there who are like, there's no way this could be me. These guys are so smart. They're going to all these programs and everything. And what I'll say to that is we've also discussed a lot about opportunities and taking those opportunities. And even though some opportunities may be more sparse than others, such as areas that don't have as many STEM opportunities as the Hampton Roads area or COVID limiting in-person events, I will say that the best you can do is Make do with what you have and don't hesitate whenever you do. So what I will say to end this podcast is that if you have an opportunity, you should absolutely not hesitate to get involved in it. Even if it means making your own opportunity, starting a club, um, asking your friends if they want to do something. Because no matter whether you succeed or fail, just make sure that you put the best effort in. Because otherwise you may regret it and it may have been possible and you just didn't realize it. So whatever you do, even if you fail, I, I will stay and a college has taught me this a lot. You absolutely should not hesitate in whatever you do. So please just don't hesitate. Whatever opportunities you take, whether you completely ignore this podcast or go on to become a famous figure of rocket scientist or something, just do not hesitate. And that will help influence how you live your life and what happens. Well, awesome. Well, I am just so glad to have had you on. So yeah, thank you once again for Lisa, taking your time out of your very busy schedule to to be here. It's such a pleasure. Uh, again, thank you very much, Brandon. It's this has been an amazing time. Oh yeah, of course. And and I did want to to go ahead and say for anyone who may you know, may be interested in potentially continuing to hear your story, did you have anywhere that yeah that people may be able to you know, like I said to follow you or continue hearing your story. If not, that's quite all right as well. I did at least want to provide the opportunity just in case. Well, I actually don't have too much social media. I have a Facebook and a LinkedIn page. So if you want to see specifically how my STEM opportunity is going, you may want to visit my LinkedIn page, uh, Zachary Valancourt. Um, Yeah, I'll be posting on there a lot as I get notable opportunities, more design teams, etc. So I guess that's the best way to reach out to me. All right. Well, thank you once again and have a great rest of your day. Stay safe, stay well, and take a moment to explore the world around you. You never know what you can do unless you try to do it. I'll see you all next time. Take care.